Welcome to another Cooking with a Hazelnut show. This week, it's Debbie and I once again, and no demonstration. We talk about appliances, and what color is your cake? You, the audience, and myself are tested. Will I pass, or will I fail the test? It's all in fun, as Cooking with the Hazelnuts continues. Would you like to submit a recipe to us? Just tell us the recipe you'd like to submit on Twitter at ACB Hazelnuts. That's A-C-B Hazelnuts. H-A-Z-E-L-N-U-T-S. Do you have a suggestion for the show? Just tweet us. Hey, did you know we are Apple approved? What does that mean? That means you can now search for Cooking with the Hazelnuts with any podcast catcher. You can use Downcast, Overcast, Podcast from Apple, or QCast for your Windows PC. In the edit field, enter in Cooking with the Hazelnuts. You'll find us. Once you do, subscribe. Tell your friends. It's all what it's cracked up to be. we got so much to talk about today. Yes, we do. We're going to jump all over the place, unlike other days. We are well, like right, yeah, like um, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, everybody. Oh yeah. Hey. So, I got that big fryer. I haven't used it yet, but Rick Alfaro now has asked me about getting it. He's thinking about it. You know, um, we really should go into business. I think oh, yeah. and sell these uh, items. Okay. Oh yes. Oh. Go ahead. What? Go ahead. Well, I have a question. I have a couple questions, one to bait everyone with, but one that you talked about Amazon Pantry on here once yeah. near the end. And I don't know, but it sounds really good, but how do you get items that then go to your pantry box? Well, what I this is how I did it. Now, I'm going to tell you my first experience with it, and then we'll launch into certainly some other stuff that's really cool. Oh, yeah. But... Here's what I did. One day, one day I was looking for cereal. Mm-hmm. And I was just doing a search on Amazon for boxed cereal. And, uh, you know, gave me a list of some cereals. Uh, and then it said, would you like to add this to your pantry box? And I said, hmm, oh, I wonder what this is. Okay, because I've never seen that option. I don't have any idea of what that is, right? Mm-hmm. And so... I said, mm-hmm. <laughs> and when I did that, it brought me, you know, to, um, well, just selected your <laughs> items, drop them in your pantry box. I, I don't remember. I don't think it was a checkbox, but I think, oh, it's just an add to pantry button, add to pantry box button. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I added like cereal, like, a, I don't know, maybe eight boxes of cereal. And that, and I thought, well, I wonder if they have cat litter because we have cats down the basement. And said, you know, look for other other items to add. And I, I entered in cat litter and boom, it showed up and I added that to fill up your box. If you fill up your box, you have more savings, of course. Mm-hmm. So as I added, I saved. And that's By the it. number of items you saved. Beg your pardon? I, Say that okay. again? By the number of items you added, you saved. Yeah. Okay. And my box was 70% full, and I just couldn't think of any more things that I wanted. And you do not, and I'll repeat that, you do not have to fill up your pantry box. Okay. The more 
that you add, though, the more you save. And the box was just absolutely huge. I bet. Because it, you know, had all kinds of cereal huh. and cat litter and all kinds of stuff. I added, like, canned foods, you know, some of the mm-hmm. canned foods that I like. And I, Not that I eat a lot of canned foods, but you know what I mean. Like, right, stuff. sure. Yeah. So that's what I did. And then, but then I see where right now there's a savings until the end of the month, like $6 off or something. And so do you pay to have that shipped or is it part, it's part of Prime, right? It is not actually, you pay, I think it's like $5 is the most for shipping if I remember right. Okay. Okay. So that's the, it's, it's, I think it's for Prime members. However, it's. For Prime Plus shipping, and I know that sounds expensive, but it isn't. It's five dollars for a big box of stuff. Right, right. I mean, if you get dog food or anything else, I mean that's. Yeah. And I have talked about this, and one of our listeners, Jane, we've talked about this before, and uh, we just agree that Amazon for big items is just a it's just a an absolute dream, you know. Oh, it, yeah. And they even deliver on Sundays. I mean, mm, I know it's crazy. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I've seen, you know, somebody told me there was Amazon that says it can get it to you in like two hours or one hour or something. We don't have that here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, I don't think it's here either. But, but it's, it's, it's coming. Yeah. Uh, I had a friend of mine that uh, rogered me and said that he, order, <laughs> he ordered a computer and it came in like an hour. Oh, my gosh. Ooh. And I went, order me. I thought, you know, order me up one of those, man. That's you know? great. No delayed gratification there. No, man, mm-hmm. that's crazy. Yeah. So does that help to answer your yep. question a little bit? Yep. Okay, it does. It does. Yeah. There might be an easier way, guys. There might be, but I just I didn't. I don't see a link. I don't think, but I, you know, I don't want to say what I don't see anymore because I said last week I couldn't find that ringtone, and and you know I had uh, somebody tell me yeah where it was, and I, I was looking, I was looking, or that timer of yours. And when it said alarm, I thought, well, I don't want to set the alarm. So I didn't understand that that was a tone for the alarm. But here's a neat thing about this show. And here's a neat thing about social media in general is that if you um, say, if you're looking for something, you'll get help. Oh, yeah. It's wonderful. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. That's how I learned my iPhone pretty much from Twitter. Yep. Oh, I did too. Uh, Well... You know, when I did that podcast, mm-hmm. uh, that's when everything, everybody is like, oh, and, and was such a help on Twitter for the iPhone. And, for and I was glad you talked about that because Randy, the big R, <laughs> was on the inside track last week, my show. That was a good show to do. It was a fun show. And so it'll be a podcast. It is a podcast, so I imagine it'll be up there soon, and that is very cool. So if you want to hear all about me, tune in. Download <laughs> it. <laughs> oh, it was a fun show to do, and uh, oh. got got some nice comments on it. Good. And, uh, yeah, so it was a lot of fun. Enjoyed so it. yeah, so I know you got a new toy. Yes, I did, and mm-hmm. and you got a new toy. I got a new toy. I got that that same rotisserie air fryer large oh. size deal that you got, and I haven't used it yet. But oh gosh, I can't wait. I I don't know. Just so much else going on 
and and some cooking that has gone on to report. So um, anyway, yeah. Okay. So we got our clocks going off in the background. <laughs> so have you used your oven yet? I have not used it just to keep everybody up to speed. Um, I purchased a Breville um, 1800-watt XL version oven uh, with a uh, counter. Well, it's a bamboo cutting board. It goes across the whole top of it, and it sets That in. came with it? Yeah. Okay. And there's a there's a well, there's four feet that are silicone, so it will not burn. You can just set it up there all the time. And the neat thing about it is you can set hot stuff up there that you've just pulled out of the oven. Mm-hmm. And that's that's normally a forty dollar value. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so that's my toy, and I have not operated yet except to burn to burn it in. And that means you have to burn in the elements for everything. You know, once you get an appliance, you have to burn everything in. Ah, uh, okay. Now, um, I just want to make a comment here. We get when we get these devices, such as our fryers and ovens and and whatever, we don't just magically open the box and take it out and start using it because a lot of these devices nowadays are menu driven, mm-hmm. and we have to figure out a way to access the menus and uh one of our friends uh dave and chris well two of our friends dave and chris reader uh, gave me the idea of engaging apps like tap tap c and other bespecular and uh a couple of other apps to uh, for tools a poly is another one right um to engage uh or to enlist help uh in figuring out the menu structure and or even the buttons so I was able to figure out a lot of the buttons that way. The only thing I haven't figured out is how to, you know, when you enter the 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 menu systems of these devices, how you can, or, you know, exactly where they are on the display. <clears throat> so, but I will. I will figure it out. And this may sound like a daunting task for people, but if you want to keep up with today's technology or and or... If you want to get items that you really can use, you can use it. You just need some assistance of some kind Mm -hmm. so that you can use them. And uh, one neat thing that we found, uh, Debbie was interested in these air fryers and the bigger model, the one with rotisserie that she was just mentioning. And I sent her a file courtesy of Dave and Chris Reeder, who was going to be on the show. Uh, And I put together a file to help her as well with the machine so she has two files one's a one's a navigational chart how, once you're in the menus what temperatures they go up because they go up by nines it's a really weird configuration so it's like uh nine it's like um 100 109 118 as you increase the temperature or decrease mm-hmm. it decreases by nine so i sent her that chart and i sent her dave okay. dave and chris's chart now go ahead um I have not gotten to them yet, right. but I did unpack the thing. Mm-hmm. And at first I thought, oh, what a big heavy lid. I hope this doesn't fall on my hand like my pancake uh, maker. And then I couldn't get the lid down. <laughs> and then I realized, oh, there's a little button here that, you know, controls that. And that's probably very smart because that way that lid doesn't fall on anyone. 
Uh, but yeah, it looks great. It's not as big or heavy as I imagined, but it's certainly, you know, I can't wait. I know you've made a number of things in it um, already. Um, I did make some things, a uh, couple different, uh, well, I talked about the chicken and turkey last week in the smaller air fryers, and I since gave the QVC air fryer to Tony and his wife, Gloria. Oh, did you? She made uh, chicken uh, wings in it one night and was very happy with them and took took a picture, and everyone said the picture, it looked great. They were they looked really good, so I guess they tasted really good. Oh, good. Um. But I made a breakfast last Sunday, um, and I was so proud, and, and everyone here was just mentioning several times how good it was. Um, I used the Philips air fryer because I just kind of still got to know that one better, and I still have it, although I may give it away to some lucky person. Um, anyway, that... Uh, air fryer i it, it just doesn't cook enough for you know three and four people on a regular basis um so that's always what's here in the house is three or four people that's the problem so I, I had too yeah not enough capacity but we had a couple of potatoes i wanted more but we had a couple so i cut them up in in uh, kind of small maybe one inch yeah, pieces and some onion and I put the onion and the potatoes in a bowl with a little tiny bit of oil and some sea salt and I mixed it all around and I put that all in the bottom of the Phillips air fryer and it was just enough to cover the bottom. It wasn't overwhelmingly crowded. It wasn't with a huge amount of space or anything, but I just, just put it on the bottom and then I put the rack on top of that, and then I put a pound of this very thick sausage that's organic from the local butcher, and oh, it's it's a good inch thick. It's really thick sausage, and um, stuck that in, stuck that rack back in the fryer, turned it on high, which is three ninety. And left it for a good half hour, came back and opened it and shook the basket just a little bit in case the fries and onions needed that. Uh, and then did some scrambled eggs. And wow, did everything come out delicious. And there was there was grease in the bottom, but not on the food. I don't know how it must go under the basket. Do you know what happens there? They have little holes in the basket. Yeah, they do. Yeah, and. Uh, but how is it? There's it, no grease on the potatoes from the sausage where the grease drips down. I mean, that's amazing. I guess the air just. Uh, that's my guess. Is that this, it's it it is regardless of how it states it, and they I think even in the Phillips they do state this now that uh, it's it is convection cooking. Mm-hmm. And that air just dries everything out while making the foods moist. Because we put in there one time hamburgers on the bottom. No, hamburgers on top and French fries on the bottom, and it worked out beautifully. It did. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. It's amazing. It it really is. Um, so so that's one thing that I made this week. And I'll, I'll save my other stuff till we get on to a different topic. But 
And now in the larger one, Randy, I know there's a there's the rack that you have been cooking on. Mm-hmm. And does food go down under the rack? And is that okay if it does? Oh, you don't have to use the rack at all if you don't want to. Okay. It's um, like when I made fries. Mm-hmm. Uh, I made... They always say the first thing you're going to make is fries in, in the air fryer. Well, that isn't <laughs> that wasn't my case. I made the almond and crusted chicken mm. fingers, which was, turned out great. Now, uh, I made fries, and I had two baking potatoes, <laughs> and at the time we had six, but I wanted to use them for other things. So I made two, and I just put them without the rack in the bottom of the large rotisserie mm. fryer. Did not use a rotisserie setting or anything. I just you know made it like I normally would. There is a... French fry menu setting for both frozen and home fries. There's two different. That's great. There's two different settings, which you'll get into. Mm -hmm. And it's so easy. It's menu, and then you select your time. Or if you hit menu again, it's frozen fries. If you hit it again, it's home fries. That's Mm. all there is to it. And then you turn it on, and it just works. Now, I want to just say one thing about this. Whether it's your breville onion. And I do this all the time. Onion, breville onion, (laughs) oven. (laughs) Whether it's a, 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 no matter what you're using, if it has presets, don't think it's automatically going to shut mm. off and your food's going to be magically cooked for you and, and it's going to be wonderful. You're going to have to test it. Mm-hmm. And if if it doesn't turn out the way you want it, just put it on that setting again for a few more minutes yeah. and then use the shut off button. So you, you but you know, nine, uh, well, eight times, nine times out of ten, it always comes out perfect, but you just want to keep that in mind well i know when i did the chicken and turkey those fryers were filled to capacity and so it did take more of the cycle yeah uh of on both i mean it just really did now there's no presets on the phillips but still it they both took about the same amount of time now rick uh alfaro said he wrote you and asked about the wattage oh i didn't get uh, i didn't get that message oh rick yeah never got okay but asked uh, i guess wants to know like in the cook's essential what is the wattage is that higher than in the um smaller one or about the same i believe i believe the cook's essentials one are a little less okay even in the larger one Mm -hmm. so it and because how long you said you cooked um, how long did your fries take? Forty minutes, maybe. Wow, that's that's longer than in the Phillips. Yeah, thirty thirty-five to forty, and I had you know quite a capacity of fries going. But it was just a couple of potatoes. Yeah, they were huge though, huge. I, I know. Yeah. Yeah. Said, but it barely, barely, really. Well, let filled. me tell you why. Two. Um, I have a crinkle cr- crutter. <laughs> crinkle. <laughs> One of those ripply cutter things. <laughs> oh yeah, crinkly cutter. And where'd you, you get that? Um, is that like on a on a, a machine? No, it's just uh, you just push it down. Uh, you, it's literally a blade, a corrugated blade with a handle on it, and you okay. you, you hand you lay the potato down, you cut it in half, cut it in quarters, cut it again and again, and then you have <laughs> crinkle cuts. Okay. And they were thick and long because of the size of the potato. Right. Right. And that's why I think. I think when they say home fries, they're talking about like McDonald's, like thin fries. Oh, yeah. 
which is, I mean, I do like thin fries, but thick ones are nice too if they come out crispy. Yeah, and they these did. They oh, oh man. So yeah, depending on the size, the thickness, you got to check your cycles. And uh, for some reason, Rick, I didn't get your message, so you know, I'll just tell him. Just tweet me and whatever, and well, give you an answer. You know, I don't think I mind it taking longer as long as it's really getting done mm-hmm. and it isn't a capacity issue. Right. Um, so, you know, I, I think that's okay uh, just to plan for it. Well, and speaking of planning for it, uh, last night um, I didn't want to use my smoker because I didn't have that many, um, I didn't have that many jalapeno peppers. And uh, I, uh, we made our cream cheese stuffed peppers with bacon wrapped around them with toothpicks. Mm-hmm. And uh, at that time we only had um, six peppers, but we, have, we had 12 servings. In other words, you cut them in half and stuff them and mm-hmm. wrap them up with bacon. So we got the idea to put them in the air fryer. And I set the temperature to 250. Actually, it was like 254, I think, give or take, because of these nine, <laughs> this, mm-hmm. this nine degree difference. <laughs> Cooking to Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I thought, let's set it for an hour and see what happens. Well, the smell was just incredible in the in the house with the with the bacon cooking and the peppers roasting over an open fire. <laughs> and uh, I looked at them after an hour, and I th- thought, nah, they're not quite done. So I gave it an extra half an hour, and I manually set that. <clears throat> okay. I, I set it to uh, timer for one hour and temperature at 250, whatever it was. Uh, and so... They were done in an hour and a half, and oh, the bacon was crispy. The peppers were roasted and soft. And mm. um, the reason I'm mentioning this is because sometimes things take time. Yeah. To and as long as you know, as long as you know or you want to guess at it and you have a pretty good hunch. Um, so, so on a speaking of time, yesterday I decided to make um, – vegetable beef soup in the pressure cooker and I've made it before but but this time I wanted to make it a little closer to the recipe that I had used with the crock pot where that soup cooked for 24 hours well Tony our uh, Des's brother said um he said well you know the the pressure cooker will get it done quickly and it's great because if we haven't defrosted the the meat we can just put it in there and and you know, I'm thinking, no, it's not quite as quick as that. And um, people think that the amount of time you set it for is the amount of time it's in there. But that's not true. That time refers to the amount that it's under pressure. Yep. So it's a little misleading, but um, but it came out great. I, I browned uh the meat i we had two pounds of stew beef i started they wanted me to just make it with one and i thought you know what i i really want there to be plenty of meat and um used um fresh you know carrots and uh potatoes and um some cans of uh, tomato bits and um onions of course and and some bouillon and salt and pepper and all that so um, what I did though was after I browned it and put everything in there, I set it for 45 minutes 
of pressure because I remembered that was what you had said with the stew. And when that came down, when that was done, I used I let out the pressure and I added two bags of frozen mixed vegetables and I cooked that under pressure for 10 minutes. And again, I went ahead and let the pressure out at the end of that. I could have set it for less time and let it come down on its own, but I did, I did it that way, and it, it came out perfect. How was the broth? Oh, it was great. Mm-hmm. Really, really great. They said it was dark, and, and it just really looked good, and it tasted good, and um, it, it came out really, really good, and, and meaty, and vegetables, and mm, yum. So we'll have another round of that, but um, Tony made uh, hot water cornbread, and that, that was delicious with it. They all thought it was odd that I wanted cornbread with, with soup, and I said, well, oh, sure. Oh, no. Are you kidding me? Uh-uh. Yeah. I know it. I know it. Well, you know what? We ate cornbread for breakfast in my house, but no, they don't do that. They aren't used to that. Um, and we ate cornbread with soup. And I said, well, what do you eat cornbread with? And they said, well, like beans and and I don't know what else, but rice, I guess. I'm like, wow, okay. Well, anyway. Well, you know what I did is I made uh, cornbread cakes. Yeah, when did you make them? In the pancake maker. Oh, I long, you know, long time. No. Oh yeah. A long time ago. Yeah, I want and, that recipe. Okay. I thought like, I gave it. Didn't I give it to you? No. No. Oh my gosh. No. It's with a sweet uh, corn. It was. It's a sweet cornbread. Uh huh. And I <laughs> wrapped up my bacon in one of the cakes in other words i had a slice of bacon and i wrapped it in a cake and dipped it in mm. syrup and i'm gonna tell you man mm-mm, mm-mm, they were so good mm-mm, mm-mm. and i realized as i was talking to debbie today and i and I, I mentioned this occasionally somebody you know to different people i really i have we have so many appliances here and they all get used i have a pancake maker i have a mm-hmm. uh desktop well uh, countertop oven now i've got an air fryer i've got yeah, I know. All these things you talk me into. And they work. I mean, they just, they work. Sure. And you don't have to use your stove or big oven or whatever. And um, I just find it, I find it easier. Uh, you know, of course, the Opti Grill, which I mentioned time after time. And uh, I remember talking to Bill Sparks, his Opti Grill, um, his temperature control <laughs> is running amok and he can't touch the handle because it gets too hot. Oh. And so um, I call, I, I did a call in to his coffee club show mm-hmm. and um he asked me um well i i told him uh, about the oven that that i got and chris and dave mm-hmm. oh yeah we've got one of those you know ovens. and mm-hmm. so and i thought well he won't put me on the spot <laughs> but he did he said now if you were going to get another grill what would you get a, a foreman or an opti Oh, I, I said, you know, I said, I, I've used mine and I haven't had any problems with it. I wouldn't hesitate because I <coughs> love that, the beep function. Oh. Yeah, I would still get an Opti. And did he do the recalibration? Well, no, because his thermostat is running amok. It wouldn't do any good. It it's, might. You think? Yeah, I would. I, he should call them. All right. And how long has he had it? Four years or three years, maybe three years. Uh, well, I would call them anyway. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll mention that to him. Yeah, I would call them anyway. I would call them and I would say, you know what, I'm on a, air, a radio station. I deal with lots of people who, who you know, have these and want these and, mm-hmm. you know, 
Come on, you guys. <laughs> yeah, help me yeah. out here. <clears throat> yeah. But I guess it, it got so hot he can't even touch the handle. I couldn't imagine that, but only that could happen to Bill. <laughs> oh, well, Bill must be too hot to handle. I don't, don't tell you. I don't oh, know. <laughs> oh, funny stuff. And Bill hears this show. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm, I know one of these days I'm going to say something. And it's going to get him to get in touch with me again because, you know. <laughs> it's going to happen. I know. It it's hysterical. <laughs> this might be the one. <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear that, Bill? That... And, and, Bill, if you aren't listening, uh, Jennifer. Uh, Shame on you. <laughs> if you're not listening, Jennifer, you go and, and get him over to the computer and have him listen to the, or the phone, the iPhone. Yeah, and have yeah, him listen yeah. To this part. <laughs> so I have a question. Yeah. I mean, this is this is a question. This is a a quiz, and this is this was enlightening. I I sort of knew the answer, but I didn't know fully why. So, there's been a discussion around here about cake, and um, last last week Des had made a lemon cake, a recipe of mine, Kentucky lemon butter cake, <laughs> that I gave out here a long time ago, and uh, Tony. There was some kind of a joke, but Tony said he wanted a white cake. And I said, yum, I love white cake, uh, anything vanilla. And he says, I don't care about vanilla. I just know I want a white cake. And I said, well, it would be a vanilla. And he goes, no, it's not a vanilla cake. It's a white cake. He just kept wanting to call it a white cake only. And I said, well, that's very interesting because one year I told somebody that I loved white or yellow cake and she made lemon. And I said, no, oh, no, that's not, no, no, that's no. Not a yellow cake. And she said, well, you said you liked yellow. And so I made lemon and I'm like, oh, no, two different things. Is that your question? I, of course. No, oh, uh -oh. no, no. <laughs> so my question is, and I mean, you know, I hope you won't just like blurt out the answer oh, immediately. No, but no. I wonder if people know what makes a cake white versus yellow if they both taste like vanilla because tony thought that it was bleached versus unbleached flour he said he he knew that unbleached flour would make it yellow and bleached flour would keep it white and i said no i think it's got something to do with the eggs do you know this Officially, I don't know. Okay. Unofficially? What do you <laughs> Unofficially, think? I'm going to guess. Okay. I'm, I don't think it has anything to do with the flour at all. Okay. Well, that might be one factor. I mean, maybe that does have – that. maybe that does do a color something. Uh, but what else do you think? Something to do with the – maybe the – the soda? Well, it's just baking soda or yeah. baking, I guess, baking powder. Um, baking well, I I kept saying I thought it had to do with eggs. And he said, no, I don't think so. Well, I looked it up. And, wow, cool. I found something you didn't know. I love this. Oh. So <laughs> That's all right. I'm going to edit this out anyway. <laughs> you better not. <laughs> I'll get a hold of it. <laughs> Larry, don't let him. Yeah. <laughs> Don't air this, Larry. <laughs> <laughs> so there were people on there were people on the internet wondering about the difference and if they're if they only had a box of 
of white cake and they wanted yellow or they only had a box of yellow cake and they wanted white, you know, once they frosted it, what was the difference? Was it going to really taste different? Well, they said that, that in a way the yellow actually does taste better. Oh yeah. And the reason, oh yeah. Uh huh. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know why though. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it is because of the eggs. Oh. The white cake uses egg whites generally, and the yellow cake uses whole eggs. Okay. So I was fascinated to learn that. Let me try this again. Oh, yes, Debbie. I think it's because of the eggs. Or no, what you what you might say is, well, of course it is. Of course, of course it is. everybody knows that. <laughs> yeah, interesting topic, though. I didn't know. I didn't either. I just had to egg you on. <laughs> <laughs> That's sort of clever of you. <laughs> <laughs> soda. It's it's just a yolk. Well, I love both types of cakes. <laughs> Ooh. So Des made a white. Uh, she made a white cake, but. I, to typically, I mean, to really, it wasn't. It said it was like best ever white cake, but it called for whole eggs. And Tony kept saying, it's not a white cake. It's a yellow cake. And I said, well, shut your eyes and taste it because it's vanilla and it's fine with me. <laughs> and then she made a buttercream frosting. Oh, oh, yum. You know, it's amazing because a lot of the times I hear on TV apps, shopping apps, and I don't want to say the names of them because I don't mm. want to give anybody a bad rep, but I guess, but it's true uh, that people seem to sense with their eyes first, and then and then taste. Oh sure. Oh sure. And um, obviously, we can't. I mean, mm-hmm. those of us that are totally blind. <clears throat> and uh, I just can't quite figure out if you have some vision or full vision and then you taste it and you go, yeah, well, that tastes like blah, blah, blah. I mean, it's say sense. Um, I think that people sort of taste. Well, it's the same with getting to know people, you yeah. know, it's all un- unfortunately yeah. it's so often, but Des looked at it. She kept looking at it. She said, this is, this is a white cake. This is a white cake. It's not a yellow cake, but I remember Years ago, you know, looking around at recipes and I think there was a one egg cake and I thought, and it never did come out very good. And I'm thinking, well, yeah, because this other cake, it took five eggs. An angel food cake is 13 egg whites. Yeah. Have you ever made a sponge cake? I don't think I've ever made a traditional sponge cake. I have not. I think it takes egg yolks but, and not whites, and it takes hot milk. Yeah. Oh, no, never made a sponge cake. No, me nope. either. No. Nope. Never made a sponge cake. I, it would be hard to, well, I suppose if you're going to make one from scratch, you'd have to, like, go to the ocean and, you know, die for sponges and all that stuff. <laughs> I, I'm not into all that. It's too much money to go to sea. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> Poor little sponges. Yucky. Here, sponge gonna make a cake out of you people are probably thinking you know what he's serious <laughs> who'd want to eat a seafood cake randy serious oh well a crab cake <laughs> oh yeah well there's that yeah 
Um, and that was an interesting topic, but I think uh, the um, I, and I don't prefer one over the other, but I think the texture of a white cake and a yellow cake are different. Okay, tell me about that. I think that yellow cakes are, as I taste them, as I remember how they taste, I think that the yellow cake is <laughs> firmer, a little firmer and harder, and the white cake okay. is more of a fluffy texture. Okay, yeah, that sounds about right. That's probably true. Because the eggs probably add to the density. They help it rise mm-hmm. and... So that that probably they probably give it a bit more stability or something. That's interesting. And they did say that, like I said, that the yellows are typically they taste better. And it's it. I would guess it's that whole it's that yolk mm-hmm. with the white because whites are lighter. Oh, for whites, sure. Whites are what what are used in meringue, just whites. Mm-hmm. Now speaking of whites and yellows and or you know I should say whites and yolks. <laughs> <laughs> How do you separate your eggs? I have an egg separator. Um, I've heard of people doing it just by hand without an egg separator, but I do have an egg separator, and it's a little um, cup-like thing. Yeah, so and it has a little center mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. place where the um, yolk is, and. I, I I must say that I'm sort of using my hands to, I mean, you know, for feeling it and usually do my best to keep that yolk whole. Um, that helps. But because this egg separator is over a cup, so the white goes into that cup and then the yolk stays in the middle of the separator. Mm-hmm. Yep, got one too. So yeah, just uh, wanted to get your ideas on how you did it. And that's the easiest yeah. way. Uh, when we make certain waffles, we use an egg separator. Mm-hmm. Uh, certain pancakes, we use one. So people always um, should be aware that you certainly can buy them. They're they're available. Oh, yeah. Little egg, I mean, little egg separators are in the grocery store. But I've heard of people doing it kind of by hand by turning the egg from end to end, and kind of getting it to separate almost like within it, you know, kind of by moving it in the shell before cracking it kind wow. of or as you're cracking it. I don't know. It sounds, I've never done it that way, but I've heard of people doing it that way. There was a Three Stooges short um, on, I was watching one time and <laughs> one guy said to the other one, separate, <laughs> separate two eggs. And he goes, okay. And he took two eggs and just <laughs> spread them apart. And that's not how you do it. <laughs> Laid one over on one side of the bowl and one on the other. And that, some people may, may not be aware of the term, but yeah, that's where you're separating the whites from the yolks. <laughs> and then I knew another person who used to take the things out of the egg she used to say i gotta take the things out and it was a membrane i don't know if that's like between the yolk and the white or what but she would always when she would scramble them she would always oh, man. <laughs> she had to take the things out oh gosh <laughs> no that's I, i've never done that before <laughs> interesting stuff well yeah. that, that was a good question well, good. I'm glad. Yeah, I thought it was fun. I'm glad I knew the answer. Oh. 
Yeah, it's it's fun actually when you you learn a lot um, on this show. Even we learn. I mean, we learn tricks and tips and oh gosh, yeah. And uh, we learn it from you guys, and and uh, you all, guys always want to know certain things, and you call in. That's great. Oh, it's Keep so it good. Up. All that about uh, fresh produce last week. Oh, wasn't that fun? Oh yeah, bring it on. I used to go to. Uh, a local flea market and go around and one of my neighbors taught me that when you when you you know certain uh, vendors would have several things so we might go over to one and say well oh you got cheaper peppers over here you know four four for a dollar or or close to closing time you know they might even have five for a dollar and cucumbers you know and take get bunches of different things and then haggle with them. And instead of buying it all outright, you know, ask, well, since I'm getting all this, uh, I'll offer you, you know, all that for a dollar less than it would be or 50 cents less and see if they would take it. And a lot of times they would. What I think is interesting, when I have gone in the past, if I buy like uh, big bunches of radishes or, you know, whatever I might, They'll say, like, if you buy such and such, you know, if you buy so many more of these things, I'll throw in a cabbage. Oh, yeah, that's fun. And usually the cabbages are just huge. Huge. Send Jeff Bishop to get a whole bunch of that stuff for you. (laughs) 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 You might come home empty-handed. Or he'd go over to the one selling, oh, I found these cookies at the bakery. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, well, all I can say is uh, nothing right now, which is <laughs> just, just probably to, fine. Gosh, at the, at the flea market, we'd get fresh fish, and they'd clean it up for us, and, and um, you know, and then at, uh, in Atlanta, that, that, um, farmer's market, indoor farmer's market. All these others were outside, but the indoor one is big as a football field. Oh, huge. And uh, we didn't really haggle with them so much, but oh my gosh, did they ever have deals. And, you know, just tons and tons of variety. And then when we go over to get our meal, they would just weigh our plates. It would be a smorgasbord of lots of ethnic food and they would just weigh our plates and charge us accordingly. Uh, and it was, oh, my God, you could eat a whole meal for less than five bucks. Oh, wow. Wow. I've yeah. never been to one of those size markets. but love it. What I have done is I, I have visited, um, and this is, I, I, I don't know the answer to this either. There, there was a place that I remember, and it was an Asian corner of the uh, – farmer's market that I was in and they sold these cucumbers and they were a smaller cucumber than I was used to and the guy says uh, what are you going to do with all these cucumbers and I I, you know, I had picked out you know, a whole bunch of them I remember <clears throat> and I said I'm going to make some pickles and they're, I think I think I was making overnight pickles or something I don't remember <clears throat> some, some kind of different pickle that I've never made before I said it's my first time I'm going to try it and he goes oh yeah I said, "Yep," <laughs> and he handed me another, like huge, like a peck full more of 
Oh, wow. Of pickles. He goes, you try those out too. And I went, all right. So you never know what you're going to get at a flea market. That's so neat. I, yeah, there was one. I used to go and buy all these little purses, and then I would bring them to convention and sell them, and people ordered them from me by mail, and they were really neat little little bags for carrying an iPhone and a couple cards or something. And the guy would say, well, you bought so much stuff. I'm going to give you a, a free lip gloss or a free nail clipper or a nail file. You know, I mean, it was just nice. Mm-hmm. Do you have a sound bite? You know, I actually do. And I was trying to think of one uh, this morning and I'm <laughs> going to give you one. Okay. Right now. All right. Now it's time for sound bite. 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 <laughs> if you're visiting a store and you happen to buy some cookies and you don't like the texture of the cookies if they're too hard, and this may seem like it's kind of a ridiculous sound bite, but sometimes, and one of my favorite cookies are oatmeal cookies. And But I like a softer oatmeal cookie. I don't like them hard. In fact, I don't like real hard, hard cookies at all. I like um, a lot of cookies I like. I like either... Um, like medium hardness or or a uh like a fruit type mm-hmm. cookie and uh, and we're not talking about oreos and we're not talking about you know some of these sandwich cookies that are supposed to be hard but if you take your um uh, cookie and it's too hard <laughs> leave leave the package open and overnight you'll get a softer cookie or or you can take a slice of bread and put it in the package of cookies and put you know put a Ziploc, put it in a Ziploc, and the moisture from the bread will go into the cookie and soften it up. Depends on how you want to do your cookie. Which way your cookies crumble. Yeah. Or don't. <laughs> don't crumble. Or, yeah. Uh, cool. Yeah. I th- yeah, I think we may have used that. We once. did the bread, but we didn't do the overnight because I discovered that Uh-oh. by accident. Okay, cool. Would you like to have Cooking with the Hazelnuts as a podcast? You can subscribe manually. The URL is http colon slash slash acbradio.org slash hazelnuts.xml. Thank you for listening. We have a store <clears throat> called the Family Dollar Store, and I showed you guys this. Oh, here we go. All right. I, I've got to mention this. Um, I demonstrated an app last week called Flip. And, yeah. And with the Flip, you can see what's on sale at like your dollar, family dollar store or whatever. And so I happened to buy a couple of bo- um, packages of these cookies, which I like. They're an iced cookie, only they're not they're really, you know, lacking in icing. They just have a little dot of, of them all over the cookie. And they were too hard. So I just, <laughs> we just accidentally left the package open and they were great the next day. I bet um, I would like them the way they are. Because I you, like you like them crispy. harder. I do. I do like you? crispy, crunchy cookies. Oh yeah. <clears throat> Gee, I know the answer to that question. <laughs> yeah, oh, they, yeah, they are. Yeah, it's it, every person has a different um, way that they like doing things, and there's no wrong or right answer. Oh no, not at all. I just need Only to get there. There really up. is, but. Oh, <laughs> um, I didn't even know I'd asked a question. <laughs> I have to tell you guys something. I made the Hawaiian <laughs> pulled pork from the. Um, yes, chef app. Yeah, cool. And I don't know if I told you this, did I? Yeah. Did I? It's good. Oh, it was good. Oh, 
So if you get a chance to hear the recipe again, or if you want to download that Yes Chef app, the Hawaiian pulled pork was just to die for. That is really cool. Normally I don't eat two um, two buns with uh, pulled pork, but I did this time because it was just they were tender uh, and soft. The only thing I would do differently is instead of adding pineapple spears, or tidbits rather, um, I would add uh, crushed pineapple. Mm. Oh, yeah. But uh, yeah. If, you, if you get a chance, you got to try it. Okay, that's good. I know, um, you know, when you talked about it with me um, this week, I thought, you know, next time I make sweet and sour pork, I might use um, pineapple tidbits instead. I ended up buying a whole thing of fresh pineapple chunks and it was really good but the tidbits probably would be nice too oh i'm i'm sure and with the did it come in one of those cylindrical um containers the the fresh pineapple that you bought a little bowl a bowl okay bowl yeah i uh i don't think i've seen them in bowls i've seen them in like cottage cheese type containers only a little taller Mm -mm, Uh, no okay and you've made me hungry for sweet and sour pork now. Thanks. Yum. Yum, yum, yum. We are going to make um, spaghetti and angel hair oh. uh, meatballs. And we're going to actually um, brown them up slightly in the air fryer and then put them in the sauce. We've never tried that before. Oh, yeah. That's a great idea. I love using angel hair pasta. Mm-hmm. Now that I know, I mean, years ago, once I found angel hair, I never wanted to go back to just spaghetti pasta or even, I used to think vermicelli was was it, but no. Then angel hair was like, oh, this is great. This is really, really great. Yeah, well, I love it too. And unfortunately, I love it too much because one time I had a, um, a person over for supper and... I normally never do this, but we made spaghetti and Italian sausage, and I ate <laughs> two heaping plates of angel hair and sausage, mm. which I normally don't do, and I just suffered the rest of that day because it was there was so much of it that I much, yeah that I ate yeah, and uh, ah. that's how much I, I really have learned the hard way. Even though I love certain things, I just gotta not. Well, a lot of people probably don't know, but they say that eat, when we're eating, it takes 20 minutes for our stomach to get that message mm-hmm. that we're full. So if we eat you know, rapidly and we think, gosh, I could really eat more just because our taste buds want more, we might already be full and not know it. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's right. And I, I've gotten yeah. really pretty, you know, a lot better at that than I used to be. <clears throat> that and... <laughs> suffering on the on the treadmill so much so many years <laughs> wow yeah you're good about that i'm mm. pretty good pretty yeah good. yeah pretty 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 darn good try to get yeah. at least five six days a week if not more mm-hmm. more like eight or nine days a week oh. or ten. <laughs> you know it's so easy these days to read a book on a tread climber um or re or, or listen to you know apple music or spotify or something that it's um, why that. Well, this, this is food related because you know you got to work off the food somehow. But <laughs> things these days are so easy to have good sound and good music and everything. Yeah. I'd like to thank everybody for listening to Cooking with the Hazelnuts and Jason Castingway. What are you doing here? Oh well, I decided to jump ship and now I'm 
co-host of Hazelnuts. Are you allowed to do that? I guess you are, because I guess we can go anywhere on ACB. We can. We can move in and out of whatever show we need to be working on. I'm in. I'm out. I'm in. I'm out. (laughs) Jason is here to talk about his mock stir-fry and I'm really excited about this because we've talked about this before, and we can talk about it a little bit. Jason, how did you guys find out about this? What's going on? Well, what happened is my friend Ron and I, we started talking about different things, and one of them was, oh, fried tomatoes and fried tomatoes and peppers. Mm. And then it started growing into fried tomatoes, peppers, and onions, and um, and then adding something to it. So we decided, let's see what happens we keep talking about it. Let's actually do this thing. And we didn't follow any particular instructions. We just bought a walk. Bought a walk. Took took a walk. Took a walk and <laughs> bought a walk. <laughs> and uh, started just throwing, uh, chopping up tomatoes, chopping up peppers, chopping up onions. And um, we first started putting in beef. And we decided over time, you know, the order in which everything needed to be chopped. Mm-hmm. So, or, And so we put the tomatoes in first because they tend to reduce in such a way that they end up providing a nice broth. I mean, juices come from the other vegetables too, but I think the tomatoes really, really make it. Although a tomato is a fruit, isn't it? Well, it is. So you started with your tomatoes. Yep, start with the tomatoes and we put the onions and peppers in. And the meat goes in on top, although you end up stirring this all around occasionally. So it ends up, you know, that everything gets moved around. But we put it on a burner. We don't use any oil, so it's not really a stir fry. We're not frying anything uh, per se because it ends up the tomatoes turn to juice so quickly that you don't end up having anything stick really. I mean, we still stir, like I said, stir occasionally. And it takes about 15 minutes on high you can reduce the temperature if you feel it maybe high is a little too strong, but it ends up coming up to a nice boil, and we just watch it and stir it occasionally, and it comes out tasting so delicious. It's very simple. Everything softens up. The, the peppers remain crisp, but the onions and tomatoes are probably the ones that get the softest, and we end up using chicken sausage in it rather than beef or pork and the flavors just pop out it tastes awesome and sometimes i'll throw a little basil in there do you brown the sausage we just throw it in we cut it up um, is it like a link they are fresh sausage links so they're they're not breakfast size so they're I, like I gotcha. the, yep so you and, don't brown it you just you throw that in where at the end uh we throw it in um pretty much all of them go in together but if you end up starting uh, before you get everything in there, it's okay for the, the sausages to go in on the top. Make sure the tomatoes are closer to the bottom because they tend to turn to the juice, and then you don't end up with much sticking. It sounds absolutely delicious. It's it's fabulous. It's, like I said, it's very simple, and the the juice, the it's kind of brothy, but not really thick. Sounds really good. I love it. The house really smells like peppers when you're done. Thank you very much, and we'll Unless, see you on... See that show uh, you're on um, Main Menu, isn't it? Oh, yeah, yep. Yeah, we'll Main see menu. you on Main Menu because I'm on there too. See you next week, everybody. Yeah, everybody take good care. Happy eating, happy cooking. And uh, remember to write in and uh, send us tweets or whatever it is you have to do to communicate with us. You've been doing really good so far. I'm like, well, if you guys would get a voicemail thing fit. <laughs> well, we've been lax on that. We admit that. Uh-uh. Okay.
then again, I don't even know what the difference between yellow cake and uh, <laughs> white cake right, is. Just, yeah, just give you a piece of each, right? <laughs> yes. So uh, anyway, write in and, and <laughs> give us your your thoughts, your uh, your recipes, and your mistakes, all that stuff. Yeah. Glad to hear from you. You bet. I'd like to thank Jason Castingway for his cameo appearance. Appearance. <coughs> Can't even talk right. Bye.